Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And make sure to share Zendependently Minded with all your friends, best friends, husband, wives, cousins. Just be a good person and share Zendependently Minded because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So welcome back to another episode of Zendependently Minded. Um, there are a couple things I wanted to discuss today. Um, a couple little X's and O's. Um, wanted to talk about the main event um, and what it stipulates for the featherweight division coming up um, for this fight night this weekend. So obviously, um, pretty decent fight card. We got some some pretty exciting fights uh, just spread out all across different divisions in the UFC like usual. Um Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung, they're going to fight in the main event. Uh, of course, it's been almost two years since Brian Ortega fought against Max Holloway and lost, I, I believe, the end of the fourth round or third round. He was getting tore up, and it was a uh, doctor stoppage. Um, this is an exciting fight, and Dana White actually did an interview with Brett Okamoto on ESPN yesterday, I believe, um, and he just straight up said this is a number one contender's bout. Um I, I'm hard-pressed to believe that the UFC would give Ryan Ortega another title shot after after being gone for so long and then getting one win if he is to win this weekend. Um, so I'm not sure. It, we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see what happens. Um, he'll have to win in pretty exciting fashion, I think. But yeah, it's gonna be an exciting fight. I'm really excited. Um, Brian Ortega. He he got outstriked and just outclassed by Max Holloway the last time or last time he fought and it's just we can't pretend like Brian Ortega wasn't landing some good shots. He has some really good boxing, some of the best boxing in the UFC, and he he's got good jujitsu. Um, we can't sit here and pretend like he didn't hurt Max a couple times. He did. He hurt Max one or two times and um, had had me worried a couple times in that fight for Max because I'm a big Max Holloway fan. So we can't sit here and pretend like the Korean Zombie is going to walk all over Brian Ortega. As far as how good Brian Ortega is going to look after nearly two years of being inactive, we're going to see. He did say he kind of wanted to reinvent himself. He wanted to revamp his style and work a lot on his fighting because he was just getting completely outclassed and outmatched, um, outstruck, basically in every aspect of the game except for those couple good moments for him when he fought Max. So... He's taken time away, and hopefully he's used. If you're a Brian Ortega fan, hope um you're hoping he used that to evolve as a fighter and get better. And we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see if he's used that time wisely, and if see we're gonna see if he's grown. Um, his opponent, uh, Chan Sung Jung, Korean Zombie. He, I think I believe he's only fought for the title once before, and he got knocked out by Jose Aldo, which. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, Jose Aldo is an all-time great, and he's a guy that a lot of people have lost to. So it's not—it's not a horrible thing. It's not something to be ashamed of. Um, the Korean Zombie's been around for a while. He hasn't just fought in the UFC, of course. He was—he was a tough fighter, tough guy in the WEC, um, and then he fought in some smaller, some smaller. Um, some smaller professional venues um, earlier on in his career, and then he made his way to the WEC and then made his way to the UFC. 
Um, he has some notable wins over some big guys. He's he's beat he's actually beat Renato Moicano and Frankie Edgar recently. I believe he fought both those guys last year and beat them, finished them both. Um, he has a win over Dustin Poirier. That crazy kind of last uh, not last ditch ever, but towards the end of the fight, he got that crazy Dars. Um, so he's got some wins and he's looked really good his past couple fights. And, um, like everyone has talked about and like people have asked and like people have seen, um, Brian Ortega and the Korean zombie, they have, they have beef. Um, Ortega slapped Korean zombies translator, um, a couple months ago, causing some outrage. People are upset that he did that because this guy's apparently, it's just some Korean rapper or something, but I'm not sure if it's verified or not. I didn't look into it too much because I don't really think it matters. Um, some people did say that um, Korean Zombie's uh, translator was falsely translating and trying to add trash talk to make the fight bigger than it was, and it just kind of created the storyline and beef, and then Brian Ortega was like, all right, if I see you in public, I'll slap you, and he slapped him. I think it was at a UFC event, and they had to separate him, and, you know, it there's a lot that that was said about that um but it, it it's it's it makes the fight more interesting uh it's already an interesting fight because both guys are really good they could pose threats to anybody at any given day in the featherweight division it's just going to be really interesting this fight will be very telling on whether or not Brian Ortega bounced back from from that fight and evolved and improved and filled the holes that that were seen in his last fight um, cause like I said, he was beaten really badly and it's one of those things where it could make or break a fighter, uh, seeing, af it, seeing how a fighter can bounce back from their first loss or lack thereof with a bounce back. Um, you know, we saw recently with Dominic Reyes, um, very controversial decision loss to John Jones, but you know, he impressed a lot of guys. John Jones even said he gave him a tough, tough fight and he should be proud and you know there's nothing there's no shame in losing in a, a a split decision like razor thin like thin as a as a as a small small thin hair um decision to john jones um it's not something to be ashamed of um dominic reyes kind of proved when he fought yan that he i think he underestimated yan and he just hadn't gotten over that john jones fight because he came in not as aggressive as he always as he usually does. I don't know what his game plan was. I don't know if he was just not focused, but he just came in and didn't look as good as he should have. Um so those kind of these kind of fights can make or break a fighter. Um for the Korean zombie, he has five losses. He's lost before, he's bounced back. Um it wasn't wasn't that long ago he got knocked out in like the like the very last second uh in a main event fight against Yara Rodriguez, who is another Another big name, uh, really good opponent, uh, really good f contender in the featherweight division. Um, so it's just it's one of those things where, you know, both guys could use this win, but I think it's going to be very, very important um, to see how Brian Ortega has bounced back from his first loss. So I'm not going to make a prediction on this fight because it's it's just one where there's too many... You know, I haven't seen enough from Brian Ortega. I couldn't make a I couldn't make a decision. Um, I couldn't predict it, and this is as much as I could really analyze it. Ortega has a lot of 
finishes in the UFC. He was undefeated before he fought Max. A lot of people, I think he was the, I think he was actually, I think Max was the underdog when they fought. I think Ortega was the favorite when they fought, which was crazy, seeing as how, how dismembered he was towards the end of the fight when the doctors called it off. So, so if the Korean zombie was fighting someone else, like, like if he was to rematch Yara Rodriguez, or if he was to fight Z- Zabit um, Magomed Sherpov, um, man, that's a hard name to pronounce. If he was fighting someone that's been, uh, that's fought more recent <laughs> than, you know, Calvin Cater, another guy like that. The whole featherweight division is completely stuffed and it's stacked, um, stacked with talent. But if it was someone that had been more active recently, I think I could make a more accurate, a more accurate prediction. But as far as this fight goes, I think it's going to be a war. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of power shots landed, especially by Brian Ortega. He's always been a powerful guy. He's always been a great boxer. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, his jiu-jitsu comes into play. So I don't think it will go the distance. I think there will be a finish. Um, but that's as far as I'm going to go with that. So coming back to the podcast after that word from our sponsor. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about was just kind of reacting to the news that Dana White... So Dana White offered a fight... Um, in the UFC, of course, between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Um, Conor was asking to fill in one of those empty slots, like the one where Gilbert Gilbert Burns and Kamaru Usman were supposed to fight. Dana White basically said, screw you to Conor <laughs> and uh, Dustin, and said, January 23rd, um, 2021, which sucks. Um, that He basically said, that's, that's the date. Can't move guys around. Um, can't move fights around. Um, that's what Dana White was saying. It was kind of weird to me because there were empty slots, um, unless he's filled those slots with fights that we don't know about. Um, I don't actually remember. I do know Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling are going to actually fight. That fight's been officially signed and made. I don't know if that filled the Usman and Burns spot. I'm not really sure. Um, but I feel like there were some slots that they totally could have filled, uh, main event slots, of course. Uh, for Dustin and Connor, so it was a little weird that Dane is not budging on that. I think maybe he'll come around, or I hope he does, because I don't want to wait till January. I don't want to wait three months and um, three months and some change to see Connor fight again. Um, and and Dustin wants to fight before the before the end of the year. Connor wants to fight before the end of the year. Um, and I think either guy might get a title shot after this fight, so it's kind of weird timing, but. It might work out a little bit because whoever wins January could fight Khabib April, May, or June because Khabib likes to fight once every six months or so. Um, assuming there is no like craziness next year, but you never know. Um, people speak things into existence all the time, and people keep saying, man, can 2020 get any crazier? Um, yeah, uh, 2021 could be pretty wild too. Um, you know, we'll look, we'll look, I look forward to this fight being made. I know Connor says he's accepted. I just want to see them sign it. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I'm getting pretty excited. I just want the fight to be officially announced by the UFC. I want to start seeing promos. I want to start seeing some media even three months out. I don't care. I just am excited to see the King back. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the lightweight division because these are two guys that with a win or maybe, I mean, like, if Dustin was to win, he'd be on a two-fight winning streak. 
um, if Connor was to win, he'd be on a two-fight winning streak. Um, I, I would believe that the next guy up, next guy for Khabib would be one of the two, whoever wins. Um, I don't know if Khabib would be too keen on the rematch that that quickly. Um, he's talked about a fight with GSP, and then he wants to ride off into the sunset, 30-0. Um, I just, um, you know, there's a lot of factors in play. I'm not sure if GSP will be able to fight, um, if he will be willing to fight next year. I don't know if he could make 155. I don't know if they're gonna, the UFC is going to make a 165-pound um, division for them like GSP had asked. He said he wants both guys to go somewhere they've never been before. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors. Um, if the fight's even made, I, I really want to see Conor fight in the UFC. I don't want to see him boxing, at least not yet. I want to see him do something crazy like get a BMF, get the BMF belt from Jorge or go back to welterweight and get a belt, um, which is unlikely, but just, I want to see him do something special. I don't want to see him dink and dunk in the UFC again. I want to see him stay committed or at least get another title shot and then go on to boxing. I think he could get a boxing world title depending on who he fights, depending on what division. Um, cause there are some cans in the, in boxing that have titles, man. There's too many titles, a lot of paper champions, people that, build their undefeated 25-0 record against a bunch of cans, a bunch of human punching bags that don't do anything. Boxing is a complete joke right now, which is part of the reason why I haven't done a boxing podcast, because there's nothing to talk about. There's a bunch of BS, a bunch of mandatory title drama with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua and then Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford still are not fighting. Uh, they're both fighting cans. <laughs> I think Kelbrook is going to fight. Who is he fighting? I, he's he's fighting Errol Spence Jr., I think. It's like boxing's a joke. Nobody's watching boxing right now. Nobody cares. Eyes are on the UFC. And this is coming from a huge boxing fan, man. I love boxing, but they need to they need to get their crap together. Um anyways, going off on a tangent a little bit. I just really hope to see either the fight at the least, I want the fight officially made January 23rd. Boom, it's going to be like UFC 256 or 257. I'm not sure. Um, it definitely won't be a fight night, that's for sure. That <laughs> The UFC would be crazy if they just did a fight night. Um, yeah, so I just want to, f at the least, see the fight officially made, officially signed and announced by the UFC, or, or at, at the best, I would love to see them move the fight up for the end of the year. Maybe do a stacked end of the year card, but I mean, if it was if it would be stacked, it'd have multiple title fights. Um, maybe Volkanovski could fight again, but yeah, I'd love to see Connor and Dustin be the main event, and then I'd love to see them fight the winner of Gaethje and Khabib. Um, speaking of that fight, next week, Thursday, Thursday, um, around the same time, it's almost midnight for me here in Europe, um, so it'll be in the afternoon for my listeners in the United States. Um, I'm going to be posting my official, you know, analysis. Um, I might make a prediction um, on the Gaethje and Khabib fight. Uh, and then actually that whole card has a lot of fights. Uh, I'll probably predict the whole main card. So stay tuned and thank you guys for listening and stay safe and stay away from the crazies out there. Thank you.